That works. We're about it, dude. You'll expose me. We're about everything. Yeah. <sighs> All right. You know what? Not even like Tristan drinks these every day, all day. Do you? This kid doesn't what? drink any water. No. No water. I fuck with those, the core powers. Yeah. So he got them because of the CrossFit Games, and Tristan's actually an expert networker. You maybe don't believe it, okay? But he's an expert in the game. Fair and enough. he got himself a bunch of free shit. There you go. That's yeah. that's what's up. I'm cool like that sometimes. And normally, proud of you. Normally he'd buy like two of those a day, so he's spending six bucks a day on milk. Yeah, that shit is expensive. <laughs> it's so expensive. <laughs> is it really? Well, the other ones, yeah, because the other ones are like four, like yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I only Got I it. go with the twenty six normally. It's twenty six, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's different kinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a twenty six and the forty two. What is that one? The twenty six? Yeah. yeah. I get the forty two. Loser, dude! You gotta have forty two grams of protein at least. You're a guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So anyway, hello everybody. Welcome back to the Pod Counterculture. We are here today with Liv Olivia. What's your last name? Van Geis. Van Geis. It's Belgian. Cool. I know. Sweet, dude. So I met Olivia. What should I call you, Olivia or Liv? Does it matter? Honestly, it doesn't matter, no. I usually introduce as Olivia, but it ends up turning into Liv. Got it. So I feel like you deserve Liv. That works. Perfect, because we're friends now. Yeah. We've gotten to know each other. Mm Mm-hmm. I met Liv because of Kelly from the last pod and Drew from Onward. Go check out Onward, MKE, best physical therapy place on earth. But, um... Yeah, so that's basically how we met, and she's got a pretty cool story. At least, I thought it was pretty cool, and we want to talk about it today. But first, we're going to give you a wild chip to try on camera. Oh, I would love a wild chip. All right. I also need to preface that I spilled on myself. Go give it to And the shirt wasn't dirty at first. I don't even think that they can tell. Where'd you spill? It's like right down the middle. I can tell. Slightly orange. You can't (laughs) tell. Okay, what flavor is this? All right, this is chicken and waffle. Oh. What do you think? Oh. What does it taste like? Chicken waffle? I actually fuck with those. Those are good. You like it? Yeah. It's yeah. syrupy right away, but a little savory. Uh, give her another one. I could do another one, yeah. <laughs> what are the macros? Uh, they suck so much sugar. <laughs> actually? No, one gram. Oh. No, one gram. <laughs> the macros aren't like super friendly for like, I don't know what your like allotment is. But do you do you count your macros? Like loosely yeah, on, on and off, but like loosely right now. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's like 12 grams of fat, like two grams of carb and 10 grams of protein per serving. Is that what? What's the fat carb protein? I don't care about sodium. Yeah. Oh, carbs, nine grams. Protein fat. Fair. Yeah. That's not bad. What are the cows? 170. That's decent. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. But there's four servings in that bag, right? This one has two. Oh, that one's two? Mm, okay. The black box is one has two. Oh, okay. 
That's not bad. I'm gonna go this way. This is more comfortable. Yeah, I I want to go that way, but I don't know if I. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's all right. So, Liv, tell me about yourself. Where'd you go to school? How was your life growing up? Give me everything. Give me the deets. So. I was born on November 26th. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm originally from or grew up for the most part in Wisconsin, Kenosha. Um, went to Madison for college, got my bachelor's in kinesiology, exercise movement science. Mm-hmm. Um, took a gap year best dis- before physical therapy school, best decision I ever made. I worked as a personal trainer. Um, before my- you went to school, you said? What was that? Did you say before you went to school? No, this is in my this is in my gap year. But so between undergrad at Madison, okay, and uh, my DPT, got it, got it. Yeah, okay. so I worked that one year. Um, in between, then I worked as a personal trainer, got my nutrition coaching certification, loved that. Wanted to continue coaching somehow. Um, when I started physical therapy school, which mm-hmm. I go to Rosalind Franklin, um, which is in North Chicago. It's like a small health sciences school. Um, and then I wanted to continue coaching. So I just kind of started taking some clients online. Um, I have a little social media presence. So I've been kind of building that up a bit. Um, I get most of my clients through there. And yeah, now I'm an online coach and I graduate from um, PT school in November. A little bit of an online presence. She's clouded up. <laughs> At least on Slightly TikTok. Clouded. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, 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 yeah. TikTok, TikTok's <sighs> my main, my main jam. But it's interesting. I feel like TikTok is where I get, you know, the clout, the influencer mm-hmm. stuff going on. But then Instagram, which is way smaller for me, is where most of my business happens. Most people will message me on there and inquire <laughs> about coaching on there. So I think both are kind of equally as important. I think what's really interesting too with the Instagram thing and YouTube, to be honest, because I have a very small YouTube presence and a small Instagram presence at the moment. But <clears throat> like the cap- the ability to get business from those is like super easy if you do it right. Yep. Yeah. So do you like when you're doing Instagram, how do you kind of get clients through Instagram? Where do they come from? Do you have a funnel or are you like doing call to actions on your stories or like below in your descriptions and stuff? Yeah. So it kind of depends on the season and how many clients I have. I cap sure. myself at a certain amount of clients just because I can only work a certain amount of hours because I'm doing my clinical rotation at Onward. So basically I'm there like full time. I'm there when they're there. Yeah. Five days a week. Um, so... What was the question? <laughs> how do you, how do you like, um, how do you curate clients? Like oh, how do you funnel. get clients? Yeah, that's right. Um, so I have a coaching application that's, um, through type form. It's linked on my Instagram and my TikTok through sure. my link tree. So a lot of people will just kind of fill it out. I'll get that via email and then I'll reach out to them and like set up a call. Sweet. Um, at times, um, where I feel like I want more clients or if no one is really filling out my application, then I'll do some more call to actions on my story. I'll post, um, like client progress or I'll post, um, just kind of information as a, a regular post. And then typically, luckily, um, people will kind of fill out the application Sweet. that way. Yeah. In the beginning, I used to be a little more hardcore about it and try to get, um, you know, outbound leads and I would kind of reply to people who were or message people who were replying to my stories or asking me questions and try to maybe get them on a call that way but I kind of haven't done that um in a while lately sometimes that feels weird right it feels fake I hate it 
Like I had um, a couple years ago, I hired a business mentor to kind of help me out with this whole process. And, you know, I liked him. He helped me a ton, but he was also very salesy. And I just don't love being, I like sales, but I don't love being salesy and I don't like feeling fake. Like, oh, like you're struggling. Let me take advantage of this emotional point for you and let me take your money. I don't like that. I like it to be more organic. I understand it can't always be that way and you do need to put yourself out there. But yeah, I just, I, I feel uncomfortable. I don't love doing that. I feel like, I don't know how you feel. No, no, no. I, I feel the same way. Like there's, there's like, especially in the beginning, there's definitely a point where you have to be that salesperson, right? Like you're just like chasing down leads, like cultivating them, curating them, stuff like that. But definitely as you like kind of grow your clientele, your book of business, it does feel off to just kind of like do that shark in the water thing where you're going after a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And like, I think the social media influencers that are super hardcore about it and like, you're a fucking loser. If you're not (laughs) DMing a hundred people a day. Yeah. I think that that's like super cheesy too. You know, I'm just like, dude, like we get it you're you really just want to make money but there are people in the world that just do genuinely want to help too yeah and um i think that money should always be the byproduct of wanting to genuinely help somebody with whatever your passion is right so yeah and that's the the main thing i feel like it's very transparent if all you want to do is make a sale and not actually help so i kind of Mm -hmm. always try to reflect and come back to like what can I do to like help out this person? And especially with my social media as well, I never want that to get super salesy. Or again, if I message 100 people who are following me, then that's 100 people who know that I'm just trying to, you know, like shark at people for sales. And I don't want that either. I do love and enjoy giving out like free information and free advice. And if that turns into someone else, someone wanting further one-on-one coaching then that's mm-hmm. great but if you yeah. know all they get is you know that free advice and that's fine too yeah and the chances of like a hundred people you know all those hundred people at least knowing like five of the other people that you reach out to are super high too right exactly. and there's no way that you can like message a hundred people a day and it not be like a curated message that just suits everybody right yeah. so then they're gonna be like oh Liv or Justin sent me the same exact message message that they sent you, you know, and it just feels weird. Yeah, but, no, one hundred percent, just like a copy paste, and I don't love it, but I get it is necess- I get it yeah. necessary for some people, especially if you don't have like a larger presence. If you're mm-hmm. starting out with like a couple hundred followers, like maybe you do need to reach out and again. But I think it can start with kind of networking, having that conversation, yep. and then you might not even have to kind of ask them to get on a call with you. Sometimes it'll just kind of happen naturally if you're a little bit more patient and just start building that relationship. Yeah, like, I have some clients who are like, Hey, we messaged or we chatted two years ago and now I'm ready for one-on-one coaching. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, perfect. Let's get on a call. Like it doesn't yeah. need to be, you don't need to attack them right away. Like they'll continue to totally. follow. And then when they're ready, which is kind of what you want, you don't want to coach someone who it's doesn't really ready. want coaching. Yeah. Cause that's happened where I've like closed a sale and felt good about closing that sale. And then it was, hard to coach them they're the worst to coach yeah Yeah. exactly because like the person has to genuinely want some sort of change if they don't want it they're not going to stick to it like totally they're going to be a pain in the ass to get on calls for like check-ins and stuff like that yeah 100 i have definitely dealt with those type of clients and in-person clients like that too what's like your main demographic who do you like to work with 
Yeah, so I'm kind of niched down to um, busy young professionals, primarily women um, within, they're usually beginners or moderate in fitness um, and working out. I have a few people who are advanced and that's so fun to like write yeah. their programs because I can base it off percentages and stuff. But a lot of them, you know, like go to Planet Fitness and we're using the Smith machine and dumbbells and stuff like that. So cool. kind of what I hone in on. So... When this podcast gets 100,000 views, at least 500 of you go to live and give her your business. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Let's, um, let's take it back a little bit, though. Uh, you went to college right away for kinesiology? Yeah, so right after high school. So were you, like, in sports, or what was the interest in kines? Yeah, so it's kind of all over the place. I played soccer growing up, um, tore both my ACLs in high school, that was fun. Um, that's where I was like introduced to physical therapy. Yep. But at that time, I didn't like want to do that as a career because I went to a basic, you know, outpatient athletical clinic, and you know, it didn't seem like a super fun working environment, or at least no, <laughs> right. no hate to athletical, but <laughs> at least at that location. Yeah. Um, and you know, I wasn't into that, but I knew I wanted to do healthcare. I liked science, but I also liked business, so I was really kind of torn between business and doing something in the medical field for sure i also didn't want to do like pharmacy or even just md because number one i didn't want to go to school forever that long yeah and number two i didn't want to just pop pills like right. or pop make people pop pills I say. <laughs> you want to yeah, pop pills I but you don't want other people to yeah. off the record no <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i want to do i love just kind of holistic <clears throat> health care and mm -hmm. then as i was in school, I shadowed a couple other PT clinics and I was like, okay, wait, I actually like this mm -hmm. and got into that kinesiology exercise science route um, and just kind of stuck with that and was like pre-PT, like planning to go to PT school as well. Sure. And that was that. So were you in high school, were you a high level like soccer player? Not like I wasn't going to go D1 or anything like that. I was like, I would consider myself average. Like, How old were you when you blew out your ACLs? 16 for the first one, 18 for the second one. What was that like? Sucked. I like, yeah. even though I was like pretty mediocre at soccer, it mm. was still like my whole life. Cause mm. I did, I played all year round. I did high school. Um, I played club. Um, and yeah, I just felt like, especially after I tore my first one, I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, you know, sure. obviously besides rehabbing and then pretty much as soon as I came back, a few months into my club season where I started to get, I joined a new club and it was like a lot better club than the one I was playing at before. Yep. I was playing for Racine United okay. and these girls were like, I was the worst one on the team and they were like, just these super girls good. were so good, but I got so much better playing with yeah. them. And you know, a few months in when I felt like I was like peaking, I tore my other one. No way. And yeah. It destroyed me. Um, but yeah, it just, it kind of sucks, but again, I feel like I wouldn't have gotten into lifting either and just mm -hmm. exercising because the, the girls' soccer team, we didn't go to the weight room. Yeah. Like, not that we weren't allowed, but it wasn't even encouraged or kind of a right. thought. It's like, oh, you run and you can do, like, some bodyweight lunges. But knowing what I know now about prehab and how many girls' soccer players tear their ACLs, like... It's the highest sport, right, for females? Yeah, yeah. yeah for females, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I could have been doing so many other strengthening things to kind of supplement and that's also another thing that, you know, I was like I really want to help young athletes, women in particular, yep. um kind of prevent this or rehab better and like, you know, 
break stigmas about girls lifting and yada 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 stuff like that. Lifting is pretty. Yeah. Yeah, girls I think can lift. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's super interesting how um like especially for for women that that's just now kind of coming to popularity. Oh, you know? I know. Especially in the sports field where like guys have been doing two a days for football literally for 50 years, Seriously. you know. <laughs> and then women they don't and they have i'm pretty sure like i used to do this as a presentation for like all the sports teams that i go and like talk to I love that. i'm pretty sure that specifically women's soccer has the highest incident of mcl acl tears in general could have changed but i used to use that as kind of like my pitch for for sports like training and stuff yeah um so yeah it's it's still super weird to me i just like had a school do a like complete contract for a year last year sign on with me for training women specifically. And those are generally like, it's funny that you say that that's the um, demo that you want to work with because that's actually my demographic. Ah, yeah. Wait, I love so, that. So we can partner on something probably. We could. Yeah. Love as long as Onward is is uh, in the mix too. Of but, course. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, what was that like? Like kind of dealing with the ACL tears. I, I deal with so many kids that get injured and like have bad injuries. Him, for example, two torn labrums. Um, one on each side, right? Shoulders. Uh, yeah. Yep. Another one who had like the Tommy John surgery for his elbow. I mean, I, I deal with so many kids because they're mm -hmm. overworked and they have like, you know, never have a break, no off season stuff like that. Um, what was that like for you? And I would like to hear it actually from a female's perspective too. Um, dealing with injuries at a young age when like soccer is probably like your whole world at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, it's probably not the answer you're expecting. I feel like back then I was pretty resilient and okay. I feel like kids in general are very adaptable. Like they don't really, I, I'm sure some do, but at least me at the time being a teenager, I of course looked far ahead, but I wasn't dwelling. Like, of course it sucked and I was sad, like short term, long term, whatever. It would be frustrating, of course, but I was fairly patient and it was kind of nice to have goals and this is just kind of how my brain works like i had goals for rehab like okay like let me get this much range of motion in my knee back okay let me now hit this pr on my the single leg deadlift so i feel okay. like having those shorter term goals really helped me to not dread like that this was going to be a six to 12 month process nice um so i think that really helped i think another thing that is was different for me than maybe other young athletes who could have had a more difficult time with it is that I knew I wasn't like going D1. I knew I was going to go to, I had good grades. I knew I was going to go to a decent college anyway. So it's mm -hmm. not like my whole future was relying on that. It was, sure. you know, it, I was competitive of course, but it was a little more rec recreational than some other yeah. people. But it, I think it was definitely still, mentally tough and I would also say frustrating because after the first one especially I was doing all the prehab the rehab I was strengthening outside I was probably working twice as hard even though I wasn't as good I was working twice as hard just to make sure that my body was functioning well and that I wasn't getting as much knee pain as like other my other peers who weren't injured and I feel like I did everything right and I still tore that second one and I think that kind of yeah crushed me but I also didn't know what else to do so I again I just rehabbed and tried to get back for my high school season as fast as possible and I was able to play 
that the second half of my last my senior year high school season okay um but with a lot of knee pain and it probably wasn't worth it to be looking back now it yeah. probably i should probably should have just kind of called it quits sure but i don't know whatever i had nothing else to do <laughs> so like for college was was the plan always just to do it for education like sports were never in the mix um, you know, I had always kind of thought about it in the background, but also my choices were I could have played at like maybe like a D3 school, like maybe, mm -hmm. um, or I could have gone to like Madison or like Michigan State I'd applied to and somewhere like that. Sure. And I kind of knew that I wanted that big school experience yeah. more than I wanted to play soccer at a small school, especially after two ACL tears. Yeah. So I kind of had in the back of my head, like I knew that, you know, like if I wanted to continue to play soccer, I could do intramurals or join the club team or something, right. which I did do. I did do intramurals. So you're like, um, I'm going to focus on partying and education. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Madison, <laughs> big party school that took me out a bit. Humongous. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. So then... <clears throat> What, so you go to school, all that, cool. I think it's interesting that you took a gap year from that, um, from from graduating from your four-year to going into DPT stuff. Mm -hmm. Why did you choose to do that? A few reasons. I felt like I really burned myself out in undergrad. Okay. Again, kind of knowing in the back of my head that I wanted to go to physical therapy school. I knew I had to maintain a certain GPA certain grades i had to keep up with some extracurriculars and everything like that so i put a lot of pressure on myself to get really good grades and madison is really hard academically in the science department for me especially mm -hmm. and my first semester of college i like got a c in chem 103 like the intro chemistry and yeah. i was like I'd never gotten a C before. And I was, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal now, yeah. but at the time... C's get degrees, dude. I know. Well, C's don't get you into PT school. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh my God. Like I was freaking out and I just kind of gave myself a lot of anxiety around school. I put a lot of pressure on myself like before exams and I still had like a balance, but I was in the library a ton, just really, really studying. And looking back now, I probably didn't have to try that hard. But oh well, I did. And yeah. then I just was like, no way I can just go right into another three years of school. That was one. And then number two, my second semester of my junior year, I studied abroad um, nice. in, in Australia, which was damn best time of my life. I know. It was so cool. Down under. Down under my... Yeah, did you I fight a kangaroo? What? Did you fight a kangaroo? Almost. Okay. Yeah. What was that like? Honestly... You don't want to hear about it. Right, well, it, it was rough right. for the kangaroo. <laughs> really? It was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Don't so. underestimate me. <laughs> she might be small, but she got some big guns on her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, dude. So you okay, you were in Australia yes. studying abroad. Yeah. And just the timeline of studying for and taking the GRE and applying to schools, I would have had to do it like within a month after I had gotten back. And it just kind of was rushed and not feasible either. Like mm. I didn't want to rush myself and, you know, I just was like, let me just reset, make some money too dirt for a, a year instead of going right into school and drowning in debt. Yeah. And yeah. 
So yeah, the, a few a few different reasons, but I don't regret it. It was also COVID. I graduated. I was just gonna ask that because how old are you? Twenty five. Twenty. Oh, you're young, dude. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, so you were in Australia for COVID, or that was no? Thank God, no, no, no. That was yeah. twenty nineteen. Oh. In I know twenty nineteen. You just missed it. Seriously, because the year I know, um, I have some friends a year below me and they like someone I know who is studying abroad in Italy and had to come back after three weeks. Ugh. Yeah, which sucks. Because Italy got it bad too, right? Didn't oh, they, they got it hit? bad, bad. Yeah, yeah. I remember they seeing were like the, insanely locked down. Yeah, I remember seeing those videos of them like all singing from like their apartments and shit in one of the big cities like Florence or something. Mm, you remember I didn't that? See that? No, you didn't Mm-mm. see it? No, no. Tristan, do you want to just reset that real quick? Okay, we'll give it a couple minutes then. Oh, you did it. Perfect. Okay. Um, okay, so then you come back from Australia. I think COVID, you told me, is when the TikTok thing started happening. Yes. Right? Yeah. So <clears throat> So what happened? 2020. Wait, first off, how many followers do you have on TikTok? I have like 220,000. Mm, bitch, let's go. <laughs> you go, girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little LBG, follow. Oh, yeah, dude. That's cool. What is your TikTok? Like, what is your TikTok? Yeah, it started out as healthy recipes. Okay. Um, and that was kind of accidental, which we can kind of get, we can get into that. Yeah. Um, and now it's healthy recipes, just kind of healthy advice as a coach fitness wise nutrition wise habit wise i'm big on habits yep um and then a little bit of fitness content which i would love to put out some more fitness content but a lot of my followers seem to like the recipes a lot more so i'm trying to kind of integrate that a little bit more dude recipes are so big and they have been for a long do you know who michael corey is michael corey you heard him I don't think so. He was like, he's like an OG. Fit, I wouldn't expect you young people to under, oh to know God. this, but he's like an OG uh, YouTube guy. Okay. So like back, I don't know. There still is this kind of culture on YouTube, but fitness got like randomly really big, like 10 years ago on YouTube. Yeah. And um, he he was like one of the OG people, but his thing was recipes. So he would show you how to make like low calorie, high protein shit. And then he yeah. eventually, that's what you do? Yeah, that's pretty much my jam. You should look up his stuff because you can okay. maybe like, you know, steal some shit and put it your way. But anyway, because yeah, <clears throat> I think that he recently like started doing TikToks for that too and going viral. But okay, yeah, so that was his whole thing. And then he moved into like, he opened a gym and did like gym content, like lifestyle vlogs, whatever. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> anyways, we're not talking about Michael Corey. We're talking about you. No, we can talk about Michael so, Corey. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Okay, let's just flip the script. <laughs> Michael, this is the Michael Corey podcast. So Michael, um, <laughs> so okay, how did how did TikTok happen for you? Yeah, so I had already been posting recipes on Instagram for mm-hmm. probably about a year. Like right when I got back from studying abroad, I started posting like some healthy recipes, and they were healthy, like not in the way you would think now. I used to be really restrictive. Okay. A whole nother thing. But I like went vegan, then it went pescatarian, then I was dairy free because I said my stomach like couldn't handle it. But it was, Oh, you had gut health problems? Yeah, it was kind of BS to be honest. <laughs> it's always BS. It, fair. Nin- most, 90% most of the time it yeah. is. And yeah. it's just an excuse to be 
restrictive and like try to lose weight and like that was kind of my thing and it was not mm-hmm. healthy so can we go off on that for a second real quick yeah 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 i had a like friend a thing yeah huge i had a friend who was like <clears throat> oh fuck i don't know because i'm probably gonna clip this up i have known people <laughs> who are in the high ranks of like bodybuilding and stuff like that right Mm-hmm. that sounds elite <clears throat> and everybody um in that in that level of fitness or whatever um, ends up somehow having gut issues or hormonal issues when they like gain a bunch of weight. They have like gut health issues and thyroid issues and stuff like that. And I think that to be honest with you, you're right. It is a like it is <clears throat> when you say you have gut health issues or whatever. I think a lot of times it is just people trying to make an excuse to be restrictive and to like, you know, be anorexic basically. Yeah. Um, the other coin, the other side of that coin though, is I think a lot of people use that type of stuff as excuses for them not being able to be disciplined enough either, Mm -hmm. you know, in their, in their own journey. So like, for example, a lot of people that I knew that like did bodybuilding for years and then randomly they gain a shitload of weight. Yeah. It's like, then they like, after a couple of years kind of come back to homeostasis and they look good, like, yeah. you know, at least look good naked type of thing. Yeah. And it's like, did you have hormonal issues or was it just like yeah. you went off the fucking rails the re- for a little That's bit. called the rebound because you were eating 500 calories a day. Right. And like, you're not like tracking at all, you know, like, yeah. and it, it's fine. I don't care. But oh, it's yeah. like, I thought, it, and I don't know if it's really a thing anymore because to be honest, I don't pay attention to the bodybuilding world like at all anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they would use like, my thyroid is fucked up as like an excuse for like gaining weight. And it's like, no, you're just not being honest. Like you just decided to eat a bunch of cake and cookies and stuff for like months. Yeah. And that's fine Which, that you do, do that. You? Yeah, exactly. But it gives like this really skewed view of like how the body actually works and how the systems work, you know? Yeah. So I don't like that because I'm, I really, really, really do not like misinformation on the internet, especially when kids have access to it so early. Yeah. Know? And like the body isn't that fragile. No. Like, you're, <laughs> not everyone has yeah. hormonal problems. And don't get me wrong, like, people do mm-hmm. and like I actually did have some adrenal issues and went to a naturopath and everything mm-hmm. and had you know but just took some supplements because again it was a stress thing like and yeah. my cortisol was insanely high like I did get like that serum cortisol test and like that was you know legit but ultimately I think those things can result from you being so restrictive so it's like oh my thyroid's messed up blah blah blah, blah. my gut's messed up it's like well, your gut's messed up because you had tilapia and zucchini and rice solely and no type of variety. So yeah. your good gut bacteria that's supposed to digest that went away. So, of course, that when you ingest that, yeah, you're going to get a tummy ache. Like Right. And God. I don't even know if it's like saying that your gut is messed up as yeah. it is like your gut is adapted to what you've been doing to it. 100%. You know? Your gut microbiome just lost yeah. that variety. Like variety exactly. in your food, colorful foods and choices are is the best thing that you can do for your gut. Not mm-hmm. cutting out dairy, not cutting out gluten. Like yeah. limit those things if you find that it causes issues. Mm-hmm. But that's not like cutting it out is not the not always solution the yeah yeah and i kind of found that out a little late the, in the game and being in too. a calorie deficit forever and you're yeah. not that your metabolism can break i don't believe in that either yeah. but there's a thing called metabolic adaptation where if you yep. eat kind of low for a while your body will kind of get used to that number like a new set point yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. so that was kind of an issue for me where it's like i can't lose weight and i'm in a calorie deficit it must be hormonal like it wasn't hormonal i just no. needed to 
eat in a maintenance for a little bit and like eat yeah. real foods, not PB2, peanut yeah. butter powder. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And like reset kind of. So the point is your body is fucking resilient and it makes adaptations. You're likely not broken. You just have to reintroduce things in a little bit slower and like get back to it. You know, there's always a solution yeah. to the problem. Like it, it just kills me, especially in the PT world when, the, when like, like I, I so, but this is why I actually, so I originally was going to do PT. We'll get back to the TikTok thing in a second. Ooh, I, yeah, I originally yeah, was going to do PT and then I went to a, like, I'm much older than you guys. Okay. I'm five years older than you guys. Um, so old. I know. <laughs> I went and shadowed at a clinic under um, a family friend. And I like hated every second of it because there wasn't this new age thinking of like actually strengthening like um, like patterns and stuff. You know, it was mostly like this is how you're supposed to move. There's no other way to move at the time. Yeah. And <clears throat> everything was like. Like they, they just looked at the body as like super, super broken. It wasn't resilient, you know, that type of thing. And that's why I kind of left because I was like, well, this is bullshit. And plus yeah. you're fat. So like, I don't even like, I don't want to listen to you and I don't want to listen to any of the people that are telling you guys what to do either. That's why I like the model of onward so much too, by the way. But, um, all right. So you fell into it accidentally, the recipes. Yeah. Yeah. So what got you interested in posting recipes in the first place? Honestly, the healthy, it, not healthy ones. It became from like me being self-conscious on my personal account. Like I had like a personal Instagram account and I was posting like some recipes and food like on my stories. And I felt like I was doing it like almost daily. And I was like okay. this and I would have like some people like be like, oh my gosh, like what's the recipe? This is so good because I would just like post a photo of it, you know, and I would like tell these girls like or guys like what, you know, what it is. And then I thought to myself, I was like, OK, this is kind of annoying. I'm like posting this every day. I'll, I don't want to annoy my followers right. or my friends who like don't care about food and I'll just like make a separate account for it. So I just made a separate account um, just to post some recipes mm -hmm. and then that kind of gained so a little bit of traction. Like, you know, I gained like a thousand followers on there like yeah. in a year or something like that. And again, it was genuinely just fun. I wasn't trying to coach or do anything. Mm -hmm. um, that was fun. And then with the TikTok thing, so COVID was obviously 2020, yeah. but I had, <laughs> it was my senior year and I decided to go on spring break. Don't judge me. Um, it was right <laughs> before shit hit the fan and yeah. it was like debatable whether COVID was like a hoax or not, like actually debatable. Yeah. Like yeah. you couldn't test yourself. Masks were not mandated. Six feet wasn't a thing. You didn't know like you lost your sense of taste and smell. Sure, yeah. So, you know, I was like, I'm going to Miami. That's just what's happening. By the way. I still to this day do not give a fuck about COVID. So you can say whatever you want. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm just being clear. Yeah. So whatever you say, I'm not. I feel it. like, like I care, of course. And especially when it was like, my thing was like, I don't care about it for myself. I don't mm -hmm. care if I get sick. I just don't want to make anyone who's like compromised get sick. Well, you wouldn't step out if you had the flu, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, like I was cautious, like, you know, if I sure. felt sick, I wasn't going to say fuck it and like go to my grandma and kiss her. grandma's house. Yeah. yeah. You, you shouldn't kiss your grandma anyway. What? You shouldn't, you shouldn't? kiss your grandma anyway. Not on the lips, right? Not on the lips, yeah. but like kind like of close. Like, yeah. you know, the Italians. Yeah. Oh, you're Italian? Yeah. I'm half Italian. Never mind. You can kiss your grandma if you want. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. My Nona. <laughs> Love her. And my no-no. Okay. Love him, too. So you go to spring break. Do you catch COVID? 
Yeah, spring break. So while we were there, like, it was, like, fine the first few days. And I was like, it's fine. Da, 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 da. We're partying, whatever. Go to the beach, like, one of the days where it's, like, kind of getting, like, legit. And I was like, wait, this is actually legit. They shut down the beach. Because I was like, damn. Like, they shut down the beach. They shut down the restaurants. Like, you know, and we were kind of freaking out that, oh, my gosh. Like, are they going to, like, yeah. shut down flying? So we thought we were going to be stuck there. And they didn't, long story short. Um, on the way back... Uh, I guess when I got back to my apartment in Madison, it was me and my two roommates slash best friends who I went with. Sweet. And when we got back, my roommate Julia was like, guys, I can't taste my coffee. I can't smell my coffee. And we didn't, I was like, okay. Like, so what? Yeah, it was yeah. Like weird. And then, you know, we started testing her and, you know, she dipped a noodle in Hennessy and ate it and didn't flinch. Don't ask. Ugh. Yeah. And then Wait, we why were, do you have Hennessy in the house? I don't know. That's don't disgusting. Know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know those guys? It was a vibe at the time. Hennessy? Dude, the people who, dr the people whoa, who drink whoa. Hennessy are fucking lying, dude. What do you mean lying? Lying about what? About liking it. You like Hennessy? Sometimes. Hell. I haven't, I'm not going to lie. I haven't drank How many pairs of Jordans do you have? Zero. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. You, you haven't drank what? I haven't drank Hennessy in probably since then, to be honest. <laughs> since I don't COVID. Know. All right. Yeah. It's been like dipping a noodle in Hennessy. That's different. Just to test. Yeah. Her taste. No, that makes sense. If I ever got COVID again, I would probably do exactly that. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> you never know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to, that's, but that's no, to standard. be fair though, a lot of people were like taking shots of shit, you know, to like see yeah. if they could taste it. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. And like my big thing is I don't like spicy, like mm -hmm. a lot of spice. So yeah. then a couple of days later, you know, after we thought like Julia was bullshitting or being dramatic, I put sriracha on a carrot and felt nothing. Not that sriracha is insanely spicy. I know that. Yeah. But you know, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is messed up. I tried to go for a run. Like we were quarantining in the house because it was quarantine time. We were following that, but we could, you could go outside. So I tried to go for a run outside and I'm like fairly fit. And yeah. I was gasping for air after two minutes and it wow. took me like an hour to, to like get my, yeah, it felt like my lungs were on fire. Like I had just done a workout for like an hour, like a cardio Jeez. workout for an hour. Anyways, yeah. long story short, I felt better after like two days. So we were just kind of like messing around the house. I was cooking and I w was making this chia seed pudding recipe. Ooh. And I was like, I was hating on TikTok. I didn't want to download it. Then my roommate was like, just download it. It's, you know, I was bored. It was in quarantine. Yep. So I downloaded it. Then I was like, I'll record this chia seed pudding recipe. I'm bored. You know, I post yeah. recipes anyways. I post it and then that I didn't even look at TikTok and the next morning I see it had like a million views and I was like, oh, wait, this is your first recipe that you post on TikTok. Yeah, it got a million views, yeah. which like pretty much like doesn't happen nowadays. Yeah, but the only people who were on TikTok were like the girls shaking their asses and dancing like Charlie, Addison, Ray, you oh, know, okay. you know, the gals, right? Um, I know the names, but I okay. have no idea. Yeah, he knows the gals. Yeah, he knows. Tristan. For sure. You know, no, they're doing like the. Take that fucking smirk off your face. <laughs> you know. Fucking. They're making pervy, the little TikTok dances. I never really watched them besides that smirk. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, huh. She's a cutie. She's a, cute. She's a hottie with a body. Okay. I respect it. I respect the hustle, but you know, that couldn't be me yeah. personally. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, so I posted that, and then my one roommate was like, dude, you should 
be like, you should roll with this. Hey, Google. You should run with this. Stop the music. Yuck. Okay. You should run with <laughs> and this. And she's like, you should run with this. And I was like, I should run with this. So then I started posting. And since that one got a lot of views, I posted a couple more that did really well. And, you know, I gained like 50,000 followers in like a week. Wow. Yeah. It Holy was, crap. And again, at the time, no one was posting recipes fitness. It wasn't oversaturated like mm-hmm. it is now. So I was kind of like breaking into it. There weren't a lot of recipe people or anything like that. It was, again, it was all the dancers, the lip syncers, the young kids. Okay. Younger than me, even. I, I don't know anything about the conception or the inception of TikTok or any of that. So yeah. it was mostly people doing dances and. Yeah. Like little. <clears throat> little dances like lip syncing like thirst traps basically it was okay. all thirst traps pretty much um and it wasn't educational at all and then that's why i feel like i could i grew so quickly mm. but then you know once it started getting saturated it took like a longer time to like continue to grow yeah um and you know views weren't like a million every post anymore sure. um but that's kind of how that started so <clears throat> what what are your views like now on TikTok, like views, like are they how? like good, like high, like what? What's like oh, the average oh, oh. like view count? They it, do? yeah, it really varies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I have a series right now called like Hidden Protein. You like okay. you know like not just chicken and rice, like adding cottage cheese to a pasta sauce, like hiding wow. your protein stuff sure. like that. Oh, that's and clever. I know. Check wow. it out, Hidden yeah. Protein. Um, but yeah, that series does really well. I've gotten like, you know, a few videos have gotten like one to three million views others you know i don't know 300k you know but then you know then i have like other videos that like aren't that style that will get like 5k like it really just depends i feel like that's still good though yeah 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 it's pretty you know it's like it's fine like there's people who are better and there's people who are worse i don't i try not to get hung up on the views just because when i was really hung up on the views i would post stuff that i thought people would want and like all Mm. the trending stuff and I just didn't like what I was posting and it wasn't doing well anyway. So when I just kind of try to be creative and like post whatever I want, if it hits great, if it doesn't, that's fine. So do you post anything that's trending? Yeah. Like I'll use like a trending sound or something or like, have you seen the girl dinners? Girl dinner. (laughs) Have you seen the girl dinners? No. He's not even paying attention. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Girl dinner was like, I don't know if it's even worth explaining. It's like, Girls eat like random shit for dinner. Like it'll be like popcorn, sour straws, oh, and like okay. a hard boiled egg. Yeah, yeah. So like there was this one filter that yeah. like gave you a girl dinner of like three items. And Got I would it. like take that the three items and I would try to make a high protein meal out of it. Oh, that's so like cool. that's something that like did well. So that's like a trend, but I like to twist it to like fit my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So like sometimes, but sometimes not. Do you get paid from TikTok views the same way that you would YouTube? Yeah. But it's not nearly as profitable as YouTube. The main thing is like brand deals and branded posts and stuff. So how do you go about doing the whole like, so, okay, let's say you get done with PT school Mm -hmm. and all that is TikTok and a social media career something that you would like to like pursue further or is it like you're going to try to intertwine the two do both at the same time i definitely want to do both i want to continue pt i mean you know unless i insanely blew up and it was like absolutely for sure that i could like 
make a lot of money for like a long time on it. But you know, you never know. Like TikTok could be banned. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I don't want to put like all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. Um, Probably not smart to ever do that anyway. Yeah. So I would love to be able to do both. And even if I could, if I did like part time PT, part time coaching, part time influencing, like yeah. that would be great. Or I could still do full time PT. Like I've been full time a full-time PT student and coaching and doing my influencer stuff. And it's been working out. Yeah. So how do you go about the whole brand thing, working with brands? Do they come to you? Do yeah. you go to them? So you can, I could be better about this. I just, I ha I guess I have the time. I don't make the time. Yeah. You could reach out I to like them. That. I like that. Pay attention, motherfuckers. Did you hear that? I like that. Good. I'll repeat it. I have time. I don't make the time. Love it. Love I think it. you always have time. That's why I hate the excuse. Like I don't have time <laughs> to work out. Like when I was in when I was in classes for school. Like I was waking up at four thirty in the morning to go to the gym. Like yep. what do you so I because I had to study in the evening. Like yeah. what do you mean you don't have time? Right. Like you have time. The I time get being a bit. I don't have kids, so that's a whole another ball game. Yeah. I get not having time if you, if you have kids. I have kids. I have time for anything that I want. It's, there we go. It's then. about making priorities, right? So like some things just take a backseat in certain seasons of life, right? Yeah. Like last season, my focus was trying to become like a professional CrossFitter or at least like compete at a high level. I got injured. It made me change my perspective on what was important. Now that takes a little bit of a backseat. I don't spend as much time in the gym anymore. You always have time. An, uh, <clears throat> an example that I gave to a client yesterday was like you're just trying to figure out how to work out, eat right, do your PT stuff, right? Those are the three main things that you're trying to do after work. Now check this out. Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg, who run billion dollar corporations, have enough time to even think about maybe fighting each other. <laughs> you know, like you, you're okay. True. You got the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, exactly. So where was I? Anyways. Oh, brand deals, brand deals. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, I could reach out and I know a lot of people who do um, to try to get brand deals. And I've done that like once or twice before, but typically they'll email me um, and they'll have like this proposal and I'll ask them like what their budget is. And then they'll ask me for my rate, which is always a, you know, kind of difficult to come to. Yeah. Um, and then we'll come to an agreement. I'll sign a contract. I'll create the video. I'll send it to them as a draft and see if they like it and approve it. And then I post it and then they pay me. Is it based around recipes normally? It depends. Um, it's kind of all over the board. I don't like to do um, like way out of the box things that have nothing to do with my account. Like which, you know, I've gotten like inquiries about like shampoo and like hair brushes and i'm like i could try it and then like it just seems a little forced yeah so i try not to do that that's I, like not your thing yeah, yeah you know and it just seems pretty transparent that it's like this is an ad she's doing this for money which like i am i'm a student <laughs> like hello obviously yeah. i'm gonna do ads right but you know most of them like we've i've i think i've told you this before like i've done like instacart kodiak cakes mm -hmm. like and like brands that i actually enjoy and use yeah um and stuff like that so it's it's cool. generally around recipes sometimes it's around fitness too sweet it just depends how do you come up with like your rate that you're going to charge somebody. I want to put people on game with this because this is something that I've like really been exploring lately as I work with more brands. I don't work with brands through social media. I actually like get out in the field and do stuff with them. Yeah. But um, 
<clears throat> something that I've had to learn recently is how to come up with a rate. How do you make like your, how do you sell yourself basically, right? Yeah. So it's kind of, it's hard to figure out what your rate is because yeah. the industry is really hush hush about it and like what they charge. And I feel like I had to do like a lot of research to try to like figure out what mine should be at. Cause in the beginning I had no clue and I was literally doing product exchange for a video. Like I'd have a hundred, like no. And this was when I had like 50,000 followers. Sure. Like people would be like, I have this, you know, stackable cup like will you post if we send it to you for free and you know i thought it was so cool because i'm like oh my gosh i'm doing a brand deal and it's yeah. like they're paying me dick yeah. excuse me but yeah. like like literally nothing yeah so and i'll be transparent about it like it really depends like some like sometimes i'll do a video for like one video will be three thousand mm-hmm. dollars with like a big i know with a big brand yeah for like a 10 second video no, like 30, 30 seconds to a minute. Oh, and my but bad. the my biggest bad. thing, no, this is <laughs> duh. <laughs> now, do you get it? No. And I didn't come to this initially, but the big thing is you have to think about it as like an ad for them. Like mm-hmm. one of my friends, previous friends, used to um, work at Target and she told me that L'Oreal, I think it was, or one of those big companies took out a like tiny quarter of a page ad in a magazine for 200 to $500,000. I don't remember the exact number, yeah. but for a freaking magazine, who reads magazines yep. anymore? Yeah. You know? So it's <laughs> exactly. like, it's not just like, I, you know, it takes me maybe a couple hours to like edit or to film and edit this video and whatever and post it on my account. And it's, I try not to think about it anymore as like, oh, it's like the time that I'm spending doing this because that's not it. It's about, I've built up this following over literal years now mm-hmm. and, you know, people will, you know, kind of like, they'll, I don't want to say do what I say, but like yeah. if I'm suggesting something, like they know it's legit and also the big thing is like whitelisting or they get usage rights of the content, which is like the big thing that like that brand did a two hundred to $500,000 ad and obviously that's not, that wasn't free. So why would I just give you the content that I created? You can clip it however you want. You can use it forever mm-hmm. for free. Like that's, you Makes know, no that's, yeah. that's the thing is, is the usage rights is yeah. what kind of adds up. If they want full usage rights, that's what kind of cranks up the price. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I don't think that people like really understand how much that like, so like, before magazines like they're still spending money in magazines and like commercials and stuff like that but people don't really consume content like that it's like i'm i've learned so much even just this past weekend but where they'll spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars to do shit like that it like not just like for it to be on tv or whatever but the actual production of the commercial and stuff like that and you as an influencer me as the person who like helps with the content or whatever we cut their costs significantly and they get better results now because everybody's on their phones. 100%. You know? yeah. So like what I think is like nuts is that aside from the influencer marketing, there's a whole like, and I didn't know that this was a thing either. I didn't know that like brand ambassadorship was a thing where, so for example, um, I don't do much of this anymore, but like Tristan will get hired on now as a 1099 for different events to like represent a company and to like hand out product or whatever. Right. Um, and they pay really, really well, like if, yeah. if you're good. But then the other side of it is too, like I do things like we're like, I'm gonna like, I'm in the content that they're like shooting or whatever, right? 
And so like, I'll be transparent about that too. I charge anywhere between like 400 to 800 a day, depending mm -hmm. on what has to go on, you know? And the cool thing about that is again, companies see the value in that because they know it's going to drive sales and shit. So they just like, they're willing to spend the money. So anybody yeah. who's thinking about getting into that stuff, it's actually pretty simple. You just got to figure out what companies you can work with and what their, what their, uh, their budget is like you were saying. Yeah. And I think the budget is a big thing. Like again, those bigger brands, like I'm really comfortable saying that my rate is three to 4,000 per video, whatever. And then I'm fine negotiating down to like two or something like yeah. that. Obviously fine. But then there's other brands that are smaller that I know won't really have the budget where maybe I'll like say my rate starts at a thousand and then see what they say and mm -hmm. see if they're like, honestly, like the most we can do is like 600. And then I say, okay, like, can you maybe meet me in the middle at 800 or can we change the deliverables a little sure. bit? And then usually like they'll say yes. So uh, especially if it's a company that like I want to work with, I understand that they're not going to have that budget. Yep. But like if these bigger brands like want to work with me, of course I'm going to see my rate is higher. Hell yeah. Like, you always why, start like, high literally and why you go not? Yeah. yeah. And it took yep. me a while to kind of get comfortable doing this. I'm like, I feel bad. That's so much mo money. But I'm like, dude, that's pennies to them. And it like yeah. makes a huge difference to me. And to be honest with you, they don't give a fuck about you. Like not, e not even trying to be mean. They no, just, no, like, it's they don't so care. true. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, our budget is this. I'm like, yeah, okay. Our budget. Like I've had like, like, I don't know if I want to call them out or not. Let's not. No. Give the initials, maybe. Yeah. Um, no, it'll be too obvious. There's a, a supplement company, like protein powder pre-workout, that wanted to work with me, and I was pretty excited for it. This was before I had my, like, my, I have, a, like, a longer-term, like, Legion sponsorship, so it's mm -hmm. not them. It was someone else, and I was, like, they're pretty popular, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, this would be so cool. I was, like, yeah, sure, like, what's your budget? And they're, like, actually, like, we would just, like, send you a pre-workout for you to post this video. Yeah. And I was, like, I was, like, no, I was like, I don't do like a barter agreement or product exchange. Like I, I need money, do. bitch. Seriously. Yeah. I'm like, really? You think I'm going to do this for clout? No. Right. Yeah, no. And it was just like, this is like one of the biggest brands right now. And I was like, the audacity. And they're like, mm. oh, we only like pay people who have over a million followers. I'm like, you shouldn't have told me that because now I feel like shit about myself. But, but that's also <laughs> gotta be, we gotta restart. That also has to be bullshit. Like there's oh, it's, no it's, way. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. And that's another thing is like these big companies will really try to get away with like sucking like as much out of you while paying you as little as possible. That's why yeah. I actually read your contracts. Yes. Even if you agree to something, like I've had something in my contract that said like, like you have to reshoot up to seven times or, and I'm like, no, that's so much time. I'm not reshooting seven times. Yeah. Like I'll reshoot like twice and you can edit it like up to five times or something like yeah. that. But it just gets like, I don't know, just insane. Or I've had like, I've caught something in a contract that said like, we like have six months basically to like pay you. And I was like, no, no 30 days or 60 <laughs> days at the most. Yeah. And then like you can, because I've, I've had issues with that too, yep. where I haven't gotten paid for like a while with like Same. reputable companies. So yep. Same. it's like a big thing. Some of the big companies are the fucking worst mm -hmm. to get paid by. Like the yeah. worst. I have worked with a couple of brands where I'm like, dude, it's been two and a half months where's my fucking check seriously like it's you, they send to the finance department yeah. and blah, blah blah but it's like they're not on their shit yeah not at all yeah are there like companies like smaller ones that you would be or that you are what time do you got to go by the way whatever uh not whatever but what time is it it's eleven thirty-nine. Oh no i'm fine You're okay I, okay yeah i can leave here at like one okay cool yeah. um 
are there like smaller companies that you have done this with in the past or are willing to just cultivate a relationship, maybe take a stake in or something and become a regular content creator for them or that you're willing to just like kind of like give them a lower rate and then grow as time goes on, write contracts like that? Yeah, yeah. And I've done that before where I've done some longer term partnerships or if they want to keep me on for like, like I've done things before a few companies where I've done, they're like, we want you for like three months and post like one video per month at a rate of like $500 per video. And, yeah. you know, just because I have that, like that solid like, I'll be getting this every month for three months. Like I'll do that at like yeah. that lower rate or especially, like I said, if like I really like this brand or if I'm also gonna maybe get commission from it, which I don't really like, I don't really do commission deals. Seems sketch. Number one, I don't trust them. Number two, it really doesn't pay. Like people are like, oh, like, you know, you get 10% of every sale and I'm like, okay, $2. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna post all the time to get a, like to get 20 bucks a month. Right. Like I'm not doing that. Yeah, it doesn't make any it sense. Just, it's too much time for like not enough. Like it's just not worth it to me yeah. right now. You know, if I was doing full-time influencer, maybe I would do more of that. Sure. But I just, I don't I don't make time for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Cool, dude. Do you, do you have future plans for your influencing? I mean... There's like plans, there's like desires. It really depends on like how I grow. Um, Do you I have a content schedule? No. No? I, I should, but I don't. I have like an idea. Like for Instagram, I try to post like a fitness post, a lifestyle post, a recipe post, like all within like a week and then try yep. to keep up with my stories. With TikTok, it's really all over the board. I think trends are changing so fast and how... It also depends on how like my series are going and you know, like the hidden yeah. protein, like I've tried doing a schedule before and it always just gets messed up. Okay. Basically for me. But I know a lot of people who do and it works out really well for them. But yep. if something's hot right now, I need to make it and post it and my schedule will just get messed up. So I personally don't. Have you done the NPC trend? That's the only one that I like have been turned on to. No, what's that? Or not turned trend? on to. But like <laughs> NPC trend. <laughs> like I just randomly saw it on like, so I like to say that I don't like TikTok, but like I'll consume Instagram reels like all day. Right. Which, which I hate Instagram reels. I think it's watered down TikTok. I guess I wouldn't Pers know, well, but it's I always, trust you. It's always late to the game. It's the same sounds. Okay. I don't know. Got Anyways, it. sorry. The NPC trend is like literally just like a girl. I don't know. I only saw chicks doing it from the video or whatever, but they would just sit there and act like an NPC from the video game. Oh, the, like, like, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Beefcake Brina, do you follow her? No, who's that? She, she does one. She's, I like her a lot. We're connected on TikTok. Okay. She posts like no BS fitness content cool. and she's, she's an online coach and she just like calls out shitty coaches. She has a kinese degree and she is like very research based and like talks about research. Like, have you heard of like, like syncing your workouts with your cycle for females with your menstrual cycle? Cycle syncing. No, it seems Total like bullshit. Total bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> and I think it just makes... It's an excuse for women to be weaker. What's the rationale there? That your hormones during... like, Because there's like your 
luteal phase, your follicular phase, like there's different phases throughout like the whole month Yeah. where your hormones like estrogen and progesterone are at different levels. And they're like basically saying like your energy and your strength are like the best during your, I don't remember which phase exactly because it's bullshit, but like say it's like you're, you know, you should be basically be lifting really heavy during your, your luteal phase. And then during your follicular phase, you should be doing low intensity Pilates. And I'm like, so you lift heavy twice out of the month and then you go on a walk for two weeks and then you restart. Right. It's so like a over planned deload for like really long and you can't make yeah. any progressions. Ever. Yeah, exactly. It's very stupid. It's such <laughs> shit. How about just listen to your body and if you're exhausted, you work off of RPE. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's not. I felt the strongest before on my I've hit PRs on my period. Like, dude, it, it just depends. A period. Uh, a girl on her period. A PPR. Is, yeah. A period P- PR. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's pro- like, I mean a lot of girls are just like really aggressive on their periods. So like, I don't know. I would think that maybe you should lift heavier on your period. Of yeah. Anything. Like you know? you're, you're angry, you're crabby, you're yeah. mad at your boyfriend. And then you like, can cry after. If yeah. You, have to. yeah exactly. you know, like the only thing I'll avoid is like, and not always, but like hip thrusting just cause it hurts. Like yeah. my uterus feels like it's exploding, but it just, I don't know where it is. You know, you know the feeling. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> It's a messy cleanup. Yeah. Anyways, that's yeah. what she posts like okay. no BS. So she'll like call out people like everyone who's like full of shit blocks her. Like, I don't know. She's, Is she from the area? No, she lives in Texas. Which Where she has at? like five. Where's Alpha Land? That's in Sugarland, Houston. I, I think she's in that area because she says she, I know she's said that she has a membership there. Are you friends with her? On TikTok. Yeah. Can you connect me? Maybe. Maybe. I, yeah, I could. I could I'm going to Alpha Land. Are you? In, um, yeah, I'm going. When When am I going? Halloween weekend. Yeah, I'm sure you can message her. <laughs> yeah, that'd she's, be cool. Yeah, she's like a body build, like bodybuilder, but not like an annoying one. You know what I mean? She's fucking Sorry. God, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry. No, but she, you know, just really strong and just really good content. You can just tell she's a good online coach, like focus, cool. focuses on habits and not just chucking macros and shit at you. And good. You'll have good to show stuff. me. I think that that's, you'll, you'll have to just show me her profile, but yeah. I think that's super important too. And not that this is a fitness forward. It seems like it's actually a fitness forward podcast because everybody that I have talked to is in the fitness space. But there we go. Um, I think that that, in life in general, everything should be predicated off your habits, not the way that you feel, not some weird bullshit that some yeah. fucking, you know, what are they called? Guru is telling you or whatever. It's all habits. Like, you know, just whatever. We can go off. On no, no, I'll keep going. Time. I like that. I like that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like so many people kind of let the fact that they're tired be the reason that they can't do things or like the time thing, like you said, but it's like, if you get in the habit of like time blocking and like figuring out like from eight to nine, this is where I'm going to do this work. That's like, you just, you get it done from 12 to one. That's when I eat and it seems robotic. It seems really stupid, but it's a much better way to live your life in my opinion, because there's never the anxiety of, I'm not going to get this done. I'm not going to do this. This won't happen for me or whatever. And at the end of the day, if you're habit, if you're habit based, you will know for certain that you did everything that you could in your control to make something happen. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that you said that because I feel like a lot of coaches especially don't Mm -hmm. really tap into habits. And I think it's huge. Like instead of, again, shitty coach versus good coach, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. 
you see that one of your clients only hit two out of their four workouts for the week and didn't do any of their assigned cardio or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of being like, hey, you got to do that. You got to prioritize your workouts. You're not going to see any progress doing that. You know, personally for me, what I'll do is like, hey, like I noticed that, you know, we're like at 50% adherence to your workouts. Like what can we do to make time in your schedule? Like do you put, do you put, and uh, leave an hour to an hour and a half in your schedule, literally put a time block, like you said, on your Google calendar so that it, I call it like non-negotiables. I didn't make up that word, but yeah, yeah, you know, I'm like, these are your non-negotiables. So like you can't schedule anything during that time. It's blocked off on Sunday, like figure it out. And of course life happens and things will come up and there will be times where you can't get it in or something. But for the most part, if you don't put it in your calendar or your planner or whatever, like right. you can be like, okay, like I could either, either work out at this time or I could eat or I could do this or, and then you end up sitting on the couch, Yeah, you know, or it's just like digging paralysis around. by analysis, right? Yeah. 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 I do the same thing with my clients too, actually. And I, I like to start slow too. I think where a lot of people get stuck in life and especially working out is they try to do too much too soon. Yes, you I know? do that too. Kind of like ramp it up. Yeah, like, over yeah. time. It's the same thing as like in an actual fitness program, mm-hmm. right? Like you start low volume or whatever it is, low intensity, and you ramp your way up until you have a point where you can maintain the volume and intensity. And then you take on more as you can, that yeah. type of thing. And so like when I'm starting a program with people, it's always like, okay, we'll start at like, if they're brand fucking new, I'm like, we're going to do two days of fitness a, a week. That's it. And the other thing that I want you to do is try to focus on walking. And I'll start at like, 2000 steps yeah you know yeah. for some for most people 2000 steps is a lot of steps actually because mm-hmm. they're sitting down all day you yeah. know at work whatever but yeah i, I agree with you 100 percent. habit based is great yeah yeah i totally get that and even with nutrition too again not just chucking out macros or calories or yeah. whatever like a lot of people don't know how to eat high protein and even though i think a lot of coaches it's and people in the fitness industry it seems second nature and it just seems mm-hmm. very innate like oh it's like it's so easy for me to hit 120 grams of protein yeah. and you know i'm 115 pounds so right like i know it 120 is probably not a lot to yeah more people but i'm right smaller and whatever like that's my that's my number yeah um but you know i'll start a lot of people i'll be like let's try to hit 80 grams of protein a day and what we can do is try to hit like um kind of like per meal like so three boluses a day yeah, yeah yeah so it's like okay let's make sure that we're doing 20 grams of protein for breakfast mm-hmm. 20 for lunch 20 for dinner and then you can do like 20 for a snack like yeah. that's just you know like keep markers calorie wise protein wise whatever throughout the day so you're not at the end of the day being like shit i have 70 grams of protein left or damn it i only have 10 calories left for dinner you know yeah keep markers throughout the day set a reminder 100%. for yourself if you need to again i'm a psycho i plan out everything but <laughs> everything, it works yeah. like and then eventually yeah. it'll become second nature where you don't need to put it in your in your google calendar it'll yeah. become your non-negotiable and yeah also <clears throat> i feel like we have to hit on this just because we're talking about this stuff a lot i don't think that macro counting and calorie counting is the way for most people too yeah it doesn't if you're a general population be. type of person who's not like you just want to look good naked like you for sure do not have to count your macros you do not have to count your calories now if you like are serious about like your gen pop but i want to be like I want to take my getting muscular seriously and being lean and stuff. That's where you can kind of visit the protein and the like macro stuff. But like if you're just gen pop, you're a soccer mom that wants to go to orange theory and shit. Like, yeah, just, just have good habits. You already yeah. know what the Eat habits are. Meals. Exactly. That's yeah. it. Try to get a couple servings of protein a day and you're good. 
Yeah, Maybe. exactly. Yeah. I like 100%. that, dude. We see eye to eye on some stuff. That's cool. Cheers. Now, what don't we see eye to eye on? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. What's controversial? Hmm. Hmm. I'm a very, very, very right wing white supremacist. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> completely kidding. I got to clip that. Kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm half Mexican. I couldn't be a white supremacist. Yeah, no, you can basically, you're invincible. You can do anything yeah. you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, but Liv, thanks so much for being on the pod. Yeah. Um, we're at like, having me. we're at like almost an hour and a half. Oh my gosh. So that was real easy. That was real nice. You were a great guest. A lot of insight. Thank you. Great host. Thank you. I have three questions that I ask people at the end. Okay? Oh no. Okay. Yeah. They're not like super big questions, but yeah. the first one is, is what is your biggest goal for the rest of this year? Like, what do you want to achieve for this year? By the end of the year. Yeah. It's a good question. I think I want to, um, take a risk and take a chance on myself and continue to take a leap in my business, coaching and influencing instead of just getting into like full blown PT and letting that dwindle. I'm kind of afraid okay. that like my part time, my own stuff will fizzle mm -hmm. if I fully immerse myself in like a full time PT, but I know I can do both yeah. or even go part time PT and continue to grow my stuff. So what does that look like? What do you mean? So taking a chance on yourself. Yeah. Um, I would say again, just like choosing to, not do the safe bet of going like full-time full-blown physical therapist and not having any time to do my own stuff so that yeah. could be i think like at a clinic like onward i could do full-time and still have time to like grow my business and stuff oh, 100%. but you know somewhere yeah. else let's say like going part-time which you know you don't get the insurance benefits and that's what can be a little scary to some people mm -hmm. and like really focusing on growing my clientele making systems maybe hiring on an employee or something like yeah. that so i know that can be scary and like taking risks but i want to i graduate in november so i kind of want to see where that goes yeah nice yeah. november yeah sweet dude um by the way all that extra stuff of like insurance and finding that stuff out i mean it, dude it's it's so easy and it's not that scary and yeah. you're a healthy person so you don't even need health insurance yeah no no <laughs> i just i just won't get any at all yeah no <laughs> i actually fine. don't have health insurance you right don't now. no it ran out um and i just didn't like <gasps> i just didn't do it what if you get in a car accident that's my thing like if you get in a car crash that's like not your fault you yeah. know what i mean it won't happen okay yeah that's fine i'm big on like uh God is protecting me in the universe. I'm, I'm one of the favorites, you know? That's good. That's yeah. good. So anyway. What's it <laughs> yeah. like? But the, huh? What's it like? Oh, it's magnificent. I'm jealous. Yeah. With that comes a lot of trials and tribulations, but that's all part of the journey, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are you willing to sacrifice for that goal? Um, hmm, that's tough. Probably some stuff in my personal life, which I feel like I already kind of have. Okay. I feel like I'm a little bit and this isn't a badge of honor, but I'm a little bit busier than other students just because I have some other stuff going on and sure. you know, I'm running a little business and yeah. whatever. Um, so I feel like I've kind of already sacrificed, you know, just like growing more friendships. Like mm -hmm. I'm not insanely close with a large group of people from my cohort. You know, I don't really go out drinking like that much anymore. So I've kind of lost some friends that way. So probably just, you know, 
sacrificing that. I, I, yeah. Okay. I would cool. say kind of continuing. I don't think, yeah. I don't know if I would have to do anything extra, but I'd like for that to switch eventually, like yeah. to grow relationships and stuff. But I know that I don't think that it's just like a time that I can really focus on that right now. And like, sure. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah good. Yeah. I have friends. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> please. <laughs> please be like me friend. and Justin. Justin's yeah. my number one friend now. Well, after knowing that you don't have any other friends, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> Um, what are you not willing to sacrifice for that goal? Um, I guess like, it's kind of deep. I feel like like my moral compass, like I feel like I could easily make more money if I'm like posting my ass online or like whatever, or like, you know, posting my body and thirst traps and whatever 24 seven. But I, you know, I've gotten so much education where I really want to be, No, not that I have the best body ever, I'm saying, but like I've gotten so much education that I really want to be like known and respected for that. And I think your body is your business card in the fitness industry. So I think, you know, I'm going to make it obvious that I take care of myself, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I'll sacrifice. You don't have to put your butthole online. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Just feet finder. Just be, but, but hey, they don't even have to see your face for that, that's right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I'll de- I would, de- I would debate it. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars, dude. One hundred percent. I I love that because I feel like in the world that we live in right now, so many people just like do drop their morals in order to make a quick buck. Mm-hmm. And it's like long term. Like, how is that actually going to affect you? I don't think that. Yeah. And I'm, I don't mean to sound any certain way, but women specifically, right? Like. How is that going to affect your long-term life, right? The fact that you're posting like thong pictures or lingerie and stuff like that. Like, and it seems wrong, but it's just how the world is, right? It it seems wrong. Like you're like a husband's going to be hard to come by if he knows like you had an OnlyFans or like that you're like posting lingerie all over the internet. Like, yeah, that's going to be hard to come by. And I know a lot of people say that they don't want that right now, but you never know about the future, you know? Same thing for dudes though, right? Like if you're posting stuff about you doing like, fucking drugs or maybe even there is a girl that like doesn't want you on in a speedo or some shit online you know like you got to think about that stuff long term in my opinion yeah no 100 and i'm not judging anyone who does that of course do your thing get your coin Mm -hmm. i like i respect you i respect it just personally for myself especially you know being a future healthcare provider like even when i reached out to drew and kelly at onward um, and asked them, like, do you guys take on students for the rotations? I took a quick, like, sweep of my social media because I'm like, am I embarrassing? Like, would they even want to take me on? Because I was messaging through Instagram, you know? Yeah. So it's just, like, something that I think about because if I owned a clinic and then someone messaged me and I saw that they were, like, shaking their ass, like, which, again, which is fine. But if I were a patient owner, or a business yeah. owner who had patients and they, you know, everyone looks people up. Yeah. So if they looked me up or an employee up they and they see that and lose respect or like whatever, like you can't control how other people will react. So right. I just like to kind of keep everything neutral. Yeah. So cool. yeah. Sweet dude. Well, Hey, I appreciate you again for being on the pod. I Thank think it was you. really good. Yeah. And, uh, that's it guys. Thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button, like the video and we'll talk to y'all in the next one. Peace Cheers. Out, Cheers. Thank you. Dude, you were really good. Thanks. You were good. Thank you. That was a nice fluid combo. I only forgot what you asked me once. Yeah, in the beginning, too. (laughs) I know. And sometimes it just takes some time to shake this.